tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Good morning, Swarm! And welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I'm here to rock! Join me as always, Xavier Guerrero, and on the ones and twos, Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. How are you guys? Good. 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 Yeah, crazy. Great episode with Crow777. Lot of fun. Has a crazy ending. And, uh... Has me thinking about where I'm moving to. We're all over that. We really hit a lot of stuff in this one. Yeah, man, that's what we do, man. The big ones though, like some big points. Go. Yeah, well, we talked. We talked about. Um, talked about the planets, the nature of the planets. Plant. We talked sky clock. We talked space. It's firmament. Firmament, no, and I, then Saint Germain. Yeah, Count Saint Germain. We talked about Count the, Future Saint Germain or something like that, right? Every they all got like rap names now. The, yeah, yeah, the, the, the fortune, uh, and then the end of the world. Essentially, the end of the world. Telescope. We went all over the place. We were, it, it was, was a powerful, a, a powerful, powerful. Episode. Sam's moving up the country and buying a telescope. From I don't know where I'm moving my daughters to. I'm trying to figure it out right now. I mean, if you bought a telescope, I don't think it'd be good in LA with all the skylighting. With all the skylight, would I look have... past that though? Come on, I don't know. Yeah, man. you'd have to get out in the country to do it. I don't yeah, have I any think. clue, dude. I, like, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about going hard in an, a, a most powerful telescope. You spend all that money for a telescope. You look at it one time, you're over it. You're you like, what rent, do I do you now? Can rent though, you, you and you're renting. <laughs> no, but I'm, you're just saying that you're going to buy a telescope, which, like a car, depreciates immediately once you buy it. I'm sure. Oh, so yeah. you, why don't you just rent one? You know, spend a hundred bucks. All right, dude, we're going to have a telescope renting party. <laughs> we're all going to get lit and look at the telescope and party. That could be fun. Yeah, let's do it. I'd do it. I, I mean, just like be a nice podcast. Get Eddie, Eddie out there to look. Yeah, at like Eddie, Saturn look at this. Look at this. Sam, Everything you dream is not Sam, real. Sam would people would pay money to watch shit with you on telescope it's yeah like, just how much? staring at weird shit what if i saw something coming i'm like oh my god it's planet x no we'll get, one listen. We'll get uh ryan bledsoe's father out there maybe yeah, yeah. call down some yeah. ufos yeah. for us yeah yeah be a good party so do you guys think the end is coming it's been coming it's, it's been coming oh, it's been coming for a fucking johnny's already to years, run right? to the farm and not let us hang out with him <laughs> i'd let you guys come we got plenty of thank room. you we thank got plenty you. of room thank you Oh, let's go. Let's all just move everything to Johnny's farm. <laughs> Do you have any Mexicans in your town? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh shit! Oh, there, there are a lot. Of, there's a there. huge Mexican population that, in North that Carolina. That means they got a Home Depot there. Yeah, boo. Oh, oh yeah. Home. Are we staying away well, from Walmart? No, we don't have. No, we don't have a Walmart in my town. It's far. Ah, away. they're smart. And they we don't have a home. We don't have anything. So it's like I need land sorry. where I can build a bunker that you cannot get into. Well, you could do that on the farm, and nobody would ever know. How many acres you got? I don't know. It's not thousands, hundreds, like hundreds. hundreds. Hundreds of acres? Yeah. Do you have any brothers or sisters? A sister, yeah. Are you going to chop it up at the end? Or you, hey, you get it's 50, already I get all 50? settled, yeah. Oh, who gets the most? 
Jay Nice. Well, no, I think I get the house and stuff, and uh, then but and, you don't get the land. You got paid. Well, no, she's she works. The she's like a farm person. Oh, uh, she's a farmer. Yeah, so she's and she's gonna do like the. Is she meaty? Your sister? No. Okay, no, she's slick. She's thin. She's. Looks I'm not, like she I'm not w- telling you how much. Yeah, sister what do you? Why? Well, okay, describe how she looks. Does she look like she works at like Apple? You couldn't tell she was a, a farmer. Okay, she's uh, she's one of the hotties of the farm. She's a she's a normal person. Respect, Johnny. That's your sister. Don't talk like that about people's family, bro. Not cool. Listen, if you want to see me talk more about some of uh, Jay Nice's family members, come see me live May 26th in Holland, Michigan. Then May 27th, 28th, I am in Grand Rapids. The following week, I am finally making my way back to Ohio. Daddy is in Columbus on the 2nd, Cleveland on the 3rd. And Dayton on the 4th. Yeah, more dates are coming. We're going to be down in San Diego. We just added a tinfoil hat in San Diego on the 9th. That will be up soon as soon as I get the uh, get that from Jim, all these links. And then the twenty June 27th, Tallahassee, Florida, June 28th, excuse me, June 8th, June 17th, Tallahassee, Florida, June 18th. We're going to be in Jacksonville. We have uh, a lot of premium content available at uh, rockfin.com. Again, if you, and everything you need is at samtriply.com. Just go to samtriply.com. You'll get my premium. You can click uh, banners for the premium content. You'll be able to get your t-shirts there, tinfoilatttshirts.com. Always looking for new t-shirt designs. We're very selective. Don't take it personal. Uh, the Telegram, if you want to join us on Telegram, just go to tinfoilhat. Tim Hat only conspiracies telegram. Click on now. If you go up, right? If you go up, I believe. No, go back. Go back, please. Uh, if you go up on the website, hit my account up there. Where you go up to my account, up all the way to the top. Click that. Okay. So what happens now is we're working on this. You're going to be able. So the telegram is doing great. Who knows when telegram telegram's going to change? What you're going to be able to do here is when you sign up to, for samtriplee.com, you're going to get one account that will take you through everything you need on samtriplee.com. And we're starting a brand new, we're looking for a name for it, but uh, basically our own our own Discord, our own Telegram. So you'll never have to worry about getting t- kicked off the internet again. And that's it. So that's how we're going to do it. Just go to samtriplee.com for all your needs anything else guys nope let's go okay real quick also you're going to uh 800 pound gorilla has been kind enough to put out the audio for my last special no lies matter that is available now wherever you listen to, to albums okay now here's the thing there is something going on in the comedy album, the comedy records world where there's a discussion on royalties. So some place aren't doing what they're called digesting new content. So just go anywhere you put, you can listen to albums. Probably, I think you may be able to find it on Apple. You may be able to find it on Spotify. All this stuff is uh, serious. There's a hold on this, but just put No Lies Matter from Sam Tripoli. Or Sam Triple and No Lies Matter should come up. Give it a listen to. Tell me what you think. I think it's one of my best albums I've ever done. I think my last two, The Viper Room and then this one, are my best. And I got some new shit for you. Get it. We're about to record two new ones this year. So we'll see how it goes. And I got I, one more thing. 
Yeah. Uh, my merch drops uh, Friday at FullyToxic.com. Go get that over there. And I have a... Hold on. What? What You got a t- You got your own, own line? Yeah, my own line with me and the... And it's called Fully Toxic? Fully Toxic, yeah. At FullyToxic.com. Okay. I got some posters chili made, the Rick and Morty over there, framed and ready to go. You don't have to buy it all rolled up. So you can go over there, and it's going to be only for two weeks available, and then it's done. What? Fully Toxic yep. gone? Gone just a season. So you're like, season. get in, get, get some out. Fully Toxic, get and out. And then next season, I'll have some other shit coming up. Look so. at you. Dude, this guy's Wait. getting it. Yep, let's do it. There's gonna be a lot of pe- Mexicans running around with fully toxic. Yeah. How'd you come up with fully toxic? Uh, I guess on the other show, I'm the heel, so they're always saying, Oh, you're the bad shit. guy, I'm the bad guy. So I had to sit there, and they were all, Come on, why are you mix- the bad guy? I, I think I got it from you since you're the heel everywhere else. So okay, like, let's I make get him that. the heel, yeah, and it works. Daddy's out. a shit talking superstar, exactly. and some people don't enjoy it. They don't it. like it, guys. I hope you guys enjoy this episode with uh, one of my favorite guests to have on. Crow 777. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I take Athletic Greens every day because I want better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, okay? I hate taking a bunch of pills and vitamins. I want a supplement that actually tastes great and want to see what the hype was all about, okay? With one delicious scoop, Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens, all right? It starts your day off right. And it's real simple, okay? It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb, okay? It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash tinfoil. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash tinfoil to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Enjoy the show. We go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink. All right, let's get into it. Very excited to have this gentleman back. Uh, he's been, oh, did I just assume your gender, bro? I'm oh. sorry about that, bro. It will never I have happen. A penis. It was assumed for me, just okay. to be clear. Okay. <laughs> uh, very excited to have him on. He's one of my favorites and one of the uh, swarm favorites. Please welcome back to the show. I believe third or fourth time, Crow Seven Seven Seven. How are you, my friend? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. And it's all kind of a blur. I can't keep track of all the places I've been anymore. You're you're a much in demand uh, man, and uh, very excited you could spend a little time with us. For those who haven't heard your multiple appearances on our show, can you tell us again? Tell them a little bit about yourself and where they can find you. Um, the main gig in town is censorship free. It's a private server, crow triple seven radio.com crr there's two r's in the word crow crrow 777 radio.com i do post on youtube but just bumpers because they can suck you know what and i do post on twitter but just advertisements for my site because they can do the same or anyone else out in the world who wants to censor free speech for that matter uh i'm with you on that can i ask you a question my friend sure how how decentralized 
can we get on the internet? Well, I, I mean, I have a private website, which is defensible to some degree, but the way I do it is I give away an hour, then I have a membership hour. So the whole show is two hours. People who become members for a few bucks uh, get the whole thing. And behind that paywall is what I call guaranteed free speech. In front of that paywall, we talk about anything we want, but we can't basically, you know, everybody knows where the line in the sand is. You just made a gender joke. There's a line in the sand. Covidius minimus, there's a line in the sand. Um, Whether they'll come for you on your private server is not, you know, it's not a known quantity yet. I imagine at some point they'll make a realm. The way they'll probably do it is they'll go to your ISP and they'll say, how do you like your internet connection? You know, that's what they did to Rockfin. looks like they just booted Owen Benjamin off Rockfin. He probably had the biggest channel there or one of the biggest. Um, nowhere's going to be safe in the long run. But if you remain in honor, um, you'll probably reap the benefits of that. I totally get that. Uh, I totally get that. It's it's because I've been talking to a lot of people about their, you know, I know you're not a crypto guy. Uh, they're talking about completely decentralized uh, crypto so that nobody can see transactions at all. I just wonder how feasible that it's not, really is. It's, it's not possible. Um, the, the backbone of everything you and I are using right now is owned and operated. The thing we call the internet is owned by some of the biggest multinational corporations in the world. I mean, people make jokes. Google owns the internet. Well, it's not a joke. Um, so when you figure out how to have your own private little internet, I'm all ears. But if you think the central bank, which is creating the digital dollar, is going to tolerate competition, I think you're sadly mistaken. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm, I, I mean, I've gone kind of through this chaotic, you know, come to Jesus moment with digital. I, I still have faith in a lot of it, but I also know that, you know, we've allowed the manipulation of a lot of stuff. I also believe we've allowed the li- manipulation of uh, fiat money. I mean, that's just straight up manipulation of of mine. So I don't know what the answer is. And I know we want to get into some other stuff, but like, what do you think the answer is? How do you, can you live any way outside of that grid? I mean, if you're not in a digital, which I totally understand, then you, you're in a fiat, which is, I think, uh, just, a a, a a physical version of digital. And then you can get into gold and silver, which I, I own, but like, what am I going to walk up to the Seven Eleven and hand them a silver dollar? I mean, like, I mean, like, how do we do this? It's you're, you're hitting on all the problems we're about to face. Um, you know, at the root of it, there's an idea that if our government government ever went to tyranny, that it was our responsibility to do something about that. And it doesn't look like anybody's done much of anything. Uh, our courts were closed, which was they denied us due process. Nobody picked up a pitchfork. Um, so it remains to be seen where this goes. But we did a uh, we we. We scrounged a a white paper from the Federal Reserve on the digital dollar and two things that stuck out in that white paper, which is their wet dream for where they want their digital currency to go, is it'll be nearly impossible to have a savings account and it'll be nearly impossible to inherit your money down to your children. Um, and that was enough. Uh, we'd, we'd seen where this is going. I think what it comes down to is, well, for one thing, people like Owen Benjamin, um, people like to accuse him of being cultish. Um, but the truth is, he's got one hell of a big community. They're making their own food. They're banding together. Uh, I don't know if people caught my 
recent interview with Fortune de Saint Germain, um, he talks about that kind of idea as the new Jerusalem. He says it's the only way, and he's in a position to be in meetings we'll never know about. Um, so I think it's partially about banding together and partially about what actually comes. Um, could this all implode under its own weight? Maybe. Could there be an act of God? I think that's possible. Um, but we know that we're going the distance here. They're not going to just give back everything they just took. I guess that's the main point. I uh, I agree with that. I do think, uh, you know, in my discussions with Owen on everything, I did, and we've said this many times on the show, He, I think he's winning. I think he won with that going to Idaho and starting his own um his own, you know, community, and I, I often think about that a lot. Uh, I would love to get out of L.A. I guess got to take care of a couple things, and we'll go from there. But um, I, think- you do not want to be in L.A. if the, if the shit truly hits the fan, because you, you will be gridlocked down, and you will have precious few choices. The mountains and the desert are going to be a problem if you can't get a car, and I guarantee you, your car is going to do you nothing. Dirt bikes and crossbows, fan. bro. There, dirt there, bikes. there it is. Maybe a dirt bike. <laughs> dirt bike. Crossbows. Just getting myself a little. If you can, if you could somehow get in with Bill Burr, maybe you can get out of town. Right. That's helicopter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just, that's just, the way. Well, that's why he's got it. That's literally why he got it. Because but, but even then, in those communities, when you make something, don't you have to barter? And eventually, you the bartering. Because remember, we were at Float Fest, and I wanted to buy a soap, and she's like, "You have anything to barter with?" And I was like, "I have a hat." Unless you want my hat from L.A. that's dirty. Like, it's kind of weird to barter because you have to. Oh, you have to walk into the barter with something to barter. Yeah, but even then, wouldn't they have to, they wouldn't they have to make a, some kind of currency? No. No, you just start that's, making. You got to make something. Yeah. You got to yeah. grow. But what if I want a cucumbers. cow? I want a cow and I make eggs. Like, no one's trading me a cow for some eggs. A lot like, of they're going to be like, you got to bring a lot, lot more of eggs. Got a lot, bring a lot more there. Well, chickens, maybe. Well, well, you're to, to to put a fine point. You're also part of a community. The idea being that people care about each other, yeah. which is one of the things yeah. we lack um, right now. We live in a world of division, with mostly stupid monkeys afraid of everything. Um, in a community like that, the idea is people look out for each other. So that puts a slightly different spin on the idea of bartering. In other words, the things that need needed by the community are made by the community and distributed throughout the community. Well, I, I I agree with that. I'm dealing with a couple personal issues, and then once those get resolved, we're gonna figure out something. You know, I I just gotta figure out the weather I can tolerate after California weather, and that literally <laughs> is the biggest problem. It's like I, I'm in Rhode Island. I grew up in San Diego. I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's like chaos, bro. I mean, where is the most? You, you're decent- limited to the the Southwest, pretty much, right? If yeah. you want that. Well, Dry. even if you get into the, you start going into Vegas. Like a lot of my friends all live in Vegas now. Like so many people I know have just moved to Vegas, and that's like super hot, super. You know, like what's col- the I mean, water? If that collapses, how do you get water? You know what I mean? Well, that's water, so Vegas is going to have a water problem. Vegas is not sure. a good place oh, to yeah. be. Chattanooga, they say, is the best place. It gets cold there, though. That's the whole thing. So, see, in Vegas, Vegas is cool when the AC's on. Yeah, when the AC, that's it. The AC's off. Fuck Vegas, dude. The heat's 110. There's nothing you could do. Right. Can we find a decentralized place just outside of San Diego? (laughs) Can we do that? (laughs) Can we find somewhere nice and simple to live outside of San Diego? A lot of people went south of the border. I was about to say Mexico. I mean, is Mexico as violent as they think it is? 
If you go looking for it, Look at that. <laughs> that's <He's> very <laughs> not assuring right yeah. there. That was the most. That might, that might not be a big question if shit hits the fan in L.A. If Mexico is violent or not. No, I'm with you on that. <laughs> I'm trying to get back home on the farm if shit hits the fan. I mean, that's. I mean, people been talking about move. North Carolina. Well, you can if you if in an emergency, you're welcome to join us on the farm. You guys, uh, we got we can plant some food and we'd be all right eat some cows for a while how long till we could podcast <laughs> i got a little studio now <laughs> we're just gonna start sending out pigeons with the fucking <laughs> no, no, podcast. We, we could set up a little radio signal a little radio oh, i'd love to do yeah. it on the ham bro pirate radio yeah guys i want to tell you about our friends at sterlingstockpicker.com listen everyone it's time to start capitalizing on this pandemic okay do you know how the elites line each other's pockets using their company stock the key is to figure out which stock to buy so you can start raking in the profits? Hey, let's face it. You work hard for your money, and don't you think it's time to start getting your money to work hard for you? The stock market has been around for over 120 years. More millionaires are made from investing in stock than any other asset class, okay? We've came across an alter cool stock investing software that is easy to use and understand. It's called Sterling Stock Picker. I like the guidance it gives you telling me when to buy, sell, hold, or avoid stocks. It's insane what people can do. There's a high school teacher out there who turns 17 G's into 100K in six months. There's even Monday live streams from the founder of sterlingstockpicker.com. He gives real talk on the scandemics that's unfolding and how to navigate it from the financial perspective. Those Monday's calls are lit, okay? I like hearing Sterling's advice on how to beat inflation and make money as interest rates go up. Anyways, we could all use good financial advice right now and guidance to buy the right companies during each of the stages the draconian overlords put us through. Check out sterlingstockpicker.com slash hat for your free 14-day trial. That's sterlingstockpicker.com slash hat. Hey, guys, I want to tell you about our friends at Lucy Nicotine. Look, we are all adults here, okay? And I know some of you choose to use nicotine to relax, focus, or just unwind after a long day, okay? Long, long day. Lucy is a modern oral nicotine company that makes nicotine gum, lozenges, okay, and pouches for adults who are looking for the best, most responsible way to consume their nicotine. It's a new year. Why not start out by switching to a new nicotine product that you can feel good about, okay? Listen, I know everybody, I know people who love this stuff. My buddy Chris Neff loves Lucy stuff. He uses it all the time. If you're into nicotine, and I know a lot of people in the nicotine, it's a great way to do it, okay? So if you're enjoying using nicotine, you should definitely check out Lucy products at lucy.co. That is L-U-C-Y dot C-O and use the promo code tinfoil at checkout okay also i have to read this disclaimer to you warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical remember if you're interested in a better way of using nicotine visit lucy.co and be sure to use the promo code tinfoil all right so uh super excited you're joining us and uh i know there's a lot of stuff you want to get into so where would you like to start crow um, I'll go anywhere you guys want to go. Um, we got some tip- notes from you. Why don't we start number one and just work our way through until... Go ahead. I think Rose Rose 
alchemy, so alchemy, and where it starts, the esoteric occult applications of the sky clock. Boy, that was brief what she gave to you. It's, no, no, it's no. I have a whole. Do you want me to read all the notes? Because there's oh, four no, no, points. No, no, no. It was just a brief bullet point. Um, I, Rose showed them to me, but I, I just glanced. I was tied up with so many things. But the idea she's expressing is the importance of what I decided to call the sky clock. We had a problem because what's above our head matters. And the people who run this place know that it matters and they leverage off the fact that it matters and they comprehend why it matters. So what I found was if you wanted to talk about astrology, the astronomers flipped you off and left the room. If you wanted to talk about astronomy, the astrologers did the same thing in reverse. So I just started calling it the sky clock. So maybe you could talk to everybody and get rid of some of that division. Um, but the sky clock is the be all and end all of this place. And we've been steered away from it. We've been taught very little about it. And what I just said is actual, you know, it's a provable statement. If you want to look at the foundations of what it means to live here, uh, foundationally, one of the main foundations of what it means is you'll experience night and day. That's the sky clock. Foundationally, what you were just talking about is, is it going to snow on me? That's the sky clock. All of these things are the sky clock, and it, it's the arbiter of what can and will happen here to include what's the largest living thing. And they, they claim the, the barrier reef is one of the largest living things in the world. That spawns same time every year. Why? Because of the moon and the sky clock. So that bullet point was written because we often try to address and put back on radar how important the nighttime sky is or the daytime sky for that matter. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm really starting to get into this astrology stuff and what what it means. And you know, I just did an episode on my uh, my my pro, uh, my paywall premium service on Rockfin. I did uh, about um, you know birth charts, natal charts, what that means, and how much of our story is scripted uh, for us, and we're just kind of, maybe it's like a choose your own adventure where yeah, you get a couple. <laughs> choices on where to go but the there's like only a couple endings to that mostly it probably brings you to the same place every time like so multiverse and marvel yeah yeah i mean like this is where i'm getting to this is why all this stuff going on in the world i don't i don't try to minimalize it i it's obviously chaos is going on but the more I put my energy into it, the more it starts to suck my loose out and I start getting, I start vibrating at a lower frequency. I start not, you know, everything starts to crash and burn. And where I've kind of been right now is that, you know, there's a bigger thing out there. There's more order that there's stuff going on. That's way more powerful than all these people who run mankind, the masters of mankind. And when you start to understand that it takes a little pressure off, I'm not saying that nothing happens. I just did a union of the unwanted and you know, there was a big discussion on that. Like how can we put it into God's hands with stuff going on in Yemen and stuff like that. And it's like, well, I also understand that everybody's on a journey. And some of the, some of the, some parts of the haunted house are more haunted than others. And there are reasons why some are, are in those haunted houses, those haunt, more haunted areas than others. And I don't sit there and go, oh, they're pain, they're suffering, doesn't mean anything, or it's, it's, it's out of my hands, but I just, there's, I, I think every, everything happens for a reason, in my humble opinion. Am I off on this, Crow? If I was going to try to describe where I think you were going, I would say it like this. Everything is an offer. 
And what's going on in the world is an offer. And part of the problem is it's also a black magic spell. Obi-Wan Kenobi said it the best, you know, the force has powerful effect on the weak minded. That's true of these black magic spells. What they do is they put people in a high state of emotion, which is required. Then they plant their little black magic spell seeds. Then they start making offers that people don't recognize are offers like the shot. It's a good example. That was an offer. That was a product that you were offered. Many people took it as I don't have a choice. Uh, you always have a choice. Um, to get back to the idea of the natal chart, um, we did some important shows where we determined that we begin at the zygote. Or in other words, when mom and dad's material comes together, at that moment, life has begun. Now, further down the road, about nine months, you come through the port of entry or the birth canal. And that first breath, you're ingesting spirit for the first time of this world under a certain configuration of the sky clock. That is not the be all and end all because people who advance can take being born under a bad sign and they can transmute it. They can flip that. They can change their stars by living in honor by doing the correct things to get back to the point, all these offers that are constantly made, like what would be a good example? How about your car insurance? Most people consider their car insurance. You don't have a choice, right? You're going to get pulled over and busted. If you you have to do that, well, you don't, it's an offer. As a matter of fact, most times when you open the envelope, it will say, here is the offer. And so what they're informing you is they're casting this net, these nooses, and they're normalizing them. And insurance is a good example because very few people are ever going to not take that offer, but nonetheless, it is an offer. So how is it that something like car insurance went from it was a choice at one point to where it's still a choice, but there's a lot to contend with if you turn down the option now? But in the wider scope of the world, everything is an offer. And that is proven uh, when you were created in this world because you are granted the divine spark and free will. And by the way, you're also given beneficiaryship in this world. And that gets forgotten a lot. Yeah, we are definitely, uh, this is a spiritual journey. People don't realize that. You see people getting lost in this. I mean, like. TikTok, uh, something's going on in TikTok. The algorithm is trying to scare the shit out of us. Uh, liberal, I mean, liberals of libs of TikTok is the most hilarious, scary thing I've ever seen in my life. And uh, it just sucks to see people falling for this black magic spells and they don't look happy yet. They constantly tell us how to live our lives. Well, if you're going to tell me how to live my life, I want to know, are you on medication? What medications are you taking? How many medications are you taking? Are you seeing a therapist right now? I, we've normalized seeing therapists, by the way. And like, I, I believe me, I, I, I went to a therapist when dealing with a relationship in the past. But I don't go to a therapist right now. I, I, now, full disclosure, I do recovery meetings. And maybe you could say that's the same thing, but we've... We, we've created this system that allows you to, th- that is helping you come to grips with things that aren't making you happy. How do you deal with this situation? How do you continue down this road of unhappiness? And uh, the pharmaceutical industry is all about numbing you out so that you can continue down a well, road. That's where it starts. It starts with going to therapy. Yeah, it goes to therapy. These, it's they put not, you on it's all not working. Here are these pills. Yep. you got to take these pills. And, and if then you're you not don't, happy. Yeah. You're not there talking they're about... They're doing more than numbing you out. They're killing brothers and sisters out there. They're flat out committing genocide. 
which is a lot of what's going on in the world right now. And the truth of it is when I was young, I was born in the early sixties. There were men in the room. It is so rare to see a man in the room anymore that will stand up in front of 20 people and say, Hey, what the hell is going on here? You guys are out of your damn minds. I saw that when I was young, there were men in the room. Seeing a man in the room now is getting to be like seeing a Bigfoot. It's almost non-existent. Um, and that, that is on us. We got to be adults. We got to stand up for the things we know to be correct. We were charged with removing our government if they ever engaged in tyranny. Um, it takes an adult in the room to think about what's going on and then stand up and do something for it. If you don't stand up for what matters, you're going to get what comes. I completely agree with all of that. And we're just seeing these people who are falling. But, I mean, my question to you, Crow, is like, is it our job to save everybody? Do, uh, do we? No, we, we don't have the ability. Uh, we, we have, well, that's not all the way true. You have charge of yourself. But if you're married, then to some degree, you have charge over another in some ways. And if you have children in some, you know, extended family, then, then maybe your charge goes out a little bit. But the point is, is look at every... Look at every important figure that we've seen in religion circles. Jesus, why did people follow him? Because he put out a light that was worth following. Buddha, same idea. If we look at the examples we're set, we're shown people who are acting in an honorable way that people see value in and they follow it. And that kind of underscores that at the end of the day, we have decision-making power for ourselves, which is sometimes a little extended with family and marriage and things. I agree, man. I really do agree. And it takes a lot to be like stand on your principles. And, you know, there's so much chaos in the world. And for some reason, drama f fills us up a lot quicker than, you know, humanity and spirituality. Like drama, just people love drama. Because I think our lives have gotten so, so soft. You see it a lot now on the Internet. You know, there's a lot of people whose lives, they're just kind of going going through the motions. The bills are paid. They got a roof over their head, you know, but nothing, there's no real spark. And there's things that they get involved in drama on the internet, makes them feel alive, makes them feel like they have a purpose. And really, in reality, they're just battling windmills. They're just battling windmills, man. They're just running at a windmill thinking that they're fighting dragons and stuff and they're not doing any of it. And uh, this is why I always say it's a spiritual war. And what, what, what spiritual war are you fighting? You know, are you fighting for your, your, your reality and your, 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 the people around you? Or are you, are you just battling windmills and making no change at anything? I mean, like, I'm sorry, but I'm watching like, you know, I'm watching all the protests. I don't care what the protest is either. There's so many protests I see that are just pushed down our throats on the internet or on the mainstream media. And I just look at everybody there and they just seem so unfucking happy. No matter what side of the argument they're on, they just seem so happy. And they're having this attempt to change the game. And I think you lo you're losing when you do that. When you realize that the game... You, the game you play is inside you, and you have to change yourself, and everything else changes after that. And, and they just don't realize that, this, that you're never going to change the system. The system is so, there's no, who's in control of the system? Is anyone in control of the system? 
they act like they're in control of the system, but I think there's all these different energies at work. And then you you basically sign on to that, oh, this is the system, when in reality, that system doesn't run you. There's thing, you know, we were just talking about crypto earlier. Yes, that and, and the financial markets, but again, there are ways around it. And guess what? Those ways are really hard. Going to a, a protest is just slacker activism, right? I mean, yeah. like even the civil war movements of before all those marches. I'm sorry, man, but the truth is, like, change didn't come until people wanted to make change in themselves. Going to a city council is harder. You know, you got to sit there and listen to these people talk to you. It's your turn. Yeah, that sounds harder than just yeah, yeah. What's your thoughts on all that, Crow? Am I too far off on all this? No, man. We we did interviews with parents who walked into Pete basically school board meetings and forced them by using the fact that we are still mostly a nation of laws. We're losing it. We're going to be a nation of ruled by corporation if we don't start defending what we've had, what was built for us. They went in there, they pushed the liability, showed them that they were pushing liability onto the school board, informed them they'd sue each one of them individually as an individual, as well as the school board. And they got votes that removed the mask from the children at the end of that very meeting. And who the hell needs to be told that you're not supposed to breathe your own exhaust fumes all day? And who the hell needs to be told that children need fresh air? Your breath is your spirit for those that have read the Bible. Your breath is literally your spirit. And every moment of the day, you are refreshing your spirit. And so we see a few people who didn't go to a protest. They didn't scream and cry. Their house was in order. They got up out of their house. They went into someone else's house and said, I've had enough. <clears throat> and I'm not messing around. The liability is on you. I'm showing you the affidavit in my hand. I'm telling you, I will take legal action. I want to vote right now. Matter of fact, the last guy we interviewed, his children didn't even attend that school. He just got so sick of seeing children running around outside, muzzled like wild animals. Yeah. Um, this is a war of good versus evil. And it seems a bit dramatic, but it's actually what it is. It is. This time. Uh, there's no way around it. And so you need to decide real quick. Do you want to work for the side of light or are you going where Darth Vader lives? Which one of those two things do you want? Because Darth Vader's side is pushing, kicking down doors, and coming hard. And if you don't stand up against it, he's going to kick your door, your neighbor's door, everybody's door. And these city councils, they're no different. One man walking in with an affidavit that is a statement of truth, if unrebutted in any court of law, can go in there and put the li- notify them they're putting liability on these people because they're breaking the law of the land with their so-called mandates because for some reason the generation we're currently part of forgot that a governor has no power to make a dictate to anyone except his staff he has no power to dictate anything to the people of the state he's supposedly governing the same is true of the president of the united states and yet everybody's convinced that when a mandate happens that's the new law no it's not where did it come from well, most times it came from the CDC. You know what that is? That's a corporation. Yeah. The CDC is not a governing or lawmaking body. So, again, where are all the men in the room? We still have the laws that we need to to do something about this, but they're, you know, they're getting cornered Acting quick. Acting local, man. That's my biggest thing. Act local. Act local. Everything's on a local level. And they just don't understand that. 
and they're pushing all this crazy stuff. And and at the end of the day, man, you know, so much stuff is like they could pass a million laws, and like, what are you going to follow? What are you going to do? At the end of the day, you're your own sovereign person, and you're going to do what you want to do, man. And I, I mean, a million laws have been passed, and I do what I want to do. And sometimes I acted outside the law. And, you know, that's just how it is. I don't know a law that they've been passed that has changed the way I operate. When I wanted to quit drugs, I wanted to stop my sex addiction. It was like by me making choices for myself and what I wanted to do and how I wanted to change it. And I found a group of people that were working on themselves as well. And we worked together on ourselves, collectively helping each other. That's how I think you got to do it, man. But, you know, to change the game, people think they're going to change the game. I, I just, that's not how it works. You change yourself. And, and then you, for me, you are a beacon of light for others to see how they could change the game. I get told that all the time. And it means the world on me. Whether you're listening to the show, you decide to start a podcast, you decide to start losing weight, stop watching porn, get sober, all that stuff like you hear us talk about on the show. That to me, it means a lot. Okay? It means a lot. And that's you making change. People have to change for themselves. The system doesn't change people. People got to change for themselves. And that's the whole situation we're into. We're falling for spells. And people don't realize it. And there's stuff at work. And wherever we le- live is way more powerful than anyone wants to admit. And all the science people. that Most of these. Listen. For people that don't believe in religion or spirituality. They have a lot of faith. Right? Yeah. In science. All of it. Because they do none of the experiments that they quote constantly to push back. None of them do it. They all just take the words of lying liars who've lied to them forever. And because there is no penalty for lying today for the elites, people just do it left and right. Crow, you're probably the best guest ever. You just sit there and let me just rant forever and then you wait well, to jump. We don't know what he's doing. He's probably, you know, making a pizza or something right yeah, now. Yeah, he's probably making a pizza, doing his taxes already. <laughs> so back no. to the sky clock. I mean, if you want to get into that. Or what do you have any comment on what I'm saying? Well, it's true. You've got to get your whole your your own house in order. Um, but you've got to stand for something. These these black magic spells rely on weak minds, they rely on fear. And how is it that we can have city councils that when they were questioned said there's a mandate? And when you said a mandate, what's a mandate? That's not a law. Show me the law. There was no COVID law. And we'd say, well, if this is so important, why doesn't the legislature make COVID law? You know why? Because they can't, because it would be an illegal law and they know it. So they're getting corporations with a lot of chutzpah to force other businesses to violate your rights. And that's also a catch 22 because a number of people who did stand up for themselves are now suing these corporations and they're going to win. But you know what's going to happen? That corporation that violated your rights, that provided goods and services, probably going to go under. This is all cleverly designed. And for those who can't think past one or two moves and realize that maybe I shouldn't be suing this business um, because we need them in this community, these types of things, if you're not thinking that, you're not doing it right. And if you want to make, you know, you want to go after someone, there's plenty. This is a target rich arena. Everybody did it almost. There's a head shop and I don't even do drugs, but I go in there and I support them. You know why? They never put on a mask. They told the state inspector to go screw himself. 
that they had that he had no authority over them, which was true. And they never forced their clientele to come in. I go in there and buy stuff I don't even need or buy them a pizza because I'm so impressed that they were the, the head shop was the one freaking business within miles of me. Um, I'm just saying it's uh, it's time to stand up for what's right. And if you don't, you can't bitch about what you're about to lose and what you're about to lose is goods and services. The price of goods and services, if we continue on this track, is going to be more than a sane person would be willing to pay. It's a bit like saying, well, we make cars. Can you make your own car? I'll bet you can't make your own car. Well, we make cars. Would you like to drive one of our cars? Well, there's a new cost now. You want to drive one of our cars, show me your digital passport and that you've been shot up with poison. See how this is going? That's right. You shouldn't sue mom and pop shops because they go under... Who yeah, takes over? That's right. Amazon. Wait, uh, yeah, why aren't you suing, suing Amazon? Why aren't you suing any of these other countries, a- any of these other corporations like Target or, or Walmart or any of these giant corporations that were allowed to stay uh, open? Perfect. And it's just like, but then it, I just like, I'm just telling you, man, it's like, it, it's just like we, we constantly talk about what you're supposed to do in this, in this time, and that is become self-reliant, and that's how you do it. And that's how you do it. And there's a lot of stuff going on. I want to get back in this space clock. And how's it? How's it relate to our world and our lives? It there's an arbiter of existence here. In other words, there's a system. Like consider it this way: Can science make a fish? Science can't make a fish from scratch, right? They can't make a tree. They can't make anything from scratch. And if they got to a point where they could, there would still be a problem because the fish that the creator made and the tree that the creator made have been here for millennia. Lord knows how long. And in that time, they've become part of an overall system. They're a key within a key within a key. And it's happened over such a long period of time to this day. We're amazed when we see nature do things like where there was a thing with slime molds recently where they set it up and they proved the slime mold was conscious and everyone's all, how can that be? Um, There's a system that cannot be duplicated or hacked to a degree. What science does is it comes in and it hacks it. And the overarching reason for the tech, the technology and the science nonsense that we see right now is because the people that are making a run can't be gods of nature. They can't make a fish. They'll never be able to make a fish. And so what they're going to do is make a synthetic existence and they're going to claim godship over it. The metaverse, the, the technoverse. And I, I set out along the way to try to make laws for myself that would allow me because things get so complex. Sometimes you can't make heads or tails. So I always try to boil it down simple, but I, I made certain laws. Like when everyone was on about gray aliens or coming to anally probe us, I tried to think of things that I could put in someone's mind to help them get back to common sense. The first one was Crow's law of high definition. And it goes like this, anything that truly exists that can be filmed in high definition will be filmed in high definition. Then there was another one. And, I was thinking of it as you were talking about the nonsense that is science, where nobody bothers to do the experiments that would prove that their nonsense is nonsense. Gravity is a good one. Uh, Gravity is a theory based on a theory. So I made Crow's Law of Theory, and it goes like this. Any theory that remains unproven for years is a speculation of diminishing value and will therefore tend to be applied as propaganda in support of scientism. And on and on it goes. And I try to introduce these things because once a person 
thinks in a certain way, maybe they won't fall for for what's been handed to us. We basically live in a world of illusion right now, and the science is driven by theory, and theory is an unproven or unprovable idea. That's kind of where we exist right now. I, I agree with that. There's no law of gravity, right? No, no. Things are heavy. They fall. That you hear that <laughs> all the time. There's uh, you hear that especially when people try to de- debate the uh, Earth round, Earth flat is you know law of gravity. How's gravity work and all that stuff? And who's that guy, Professor? What's his Professor name? Dave? Professor Dave. I think he was talking about law of gravity. I could be wrong. So I'm it's not a law though. He's wrong just by saying I don't that. Think he would. I don't think he would have said the law of gravity. But the, the theory has it ever been proven? If, it, if well, it, no, no. The, the, I mean, I'm, I, 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 I hate advocating for this, but I they say that the, its existence can be extrapolated uh, based on its predictive power. Does that make sense? So they that's make basic. Pred- that's that's basically like saying two and two make four. So this idea I just expressed to you is real because every time we think about two and two, it will be four. For what? To what? No, no, it's no. I mean, I agree. But you, you understand what I'm saying. That's right. What I'm saying is correct as far as they're concerned. There are, right? What you're saying, they're saying is correct. And what we're saying is, is that correct? Right? Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah exactly. if, if it's real, it needs to be called a law. It's currently called a theory. And if you take it apart, it's a theory based on another theory. And if you consider what a theory is, it's an idea that cannot be proven. And so the longer a theory exists, the less valuable it comes. Last time I checked, gravity as a theory has been around quite some time. Now, would that also apply to theories that people have about the Earth being flat since they've not also been proven? Every theory everywhere. Okay. Every theory everywhere. So what does social engineering have to do with alchemy? Um, The powers that be use alchemical principles to do their social engineering, except it's kind of much worse than that because we are an open book. I think it was the Marvel's Winter Soldier where they told you the truth. They were talking about this guy, this German guy who made an algorithm that taught them how to read their data. And one of the Hydra guys informed them truly that this century is an open book and we've just learned how to read it. That's true. And when they couldn't believe it, he said, look, think your bank records, your hospital records, everything, every, every digital record you make, we can analyze that now and we can predict whether you're going to be a problem in 10 years. And by the way, we got these carriers up in the air. They're going to do away with you at a million of a time. If we think you're going to be a problem in 10 years, um, this is where we exist now. There, are, who, who do you suppose, other than the people making a run at the world, would have access to all the data Google and every other place in the world is collecting? And that is a, how would you describe it? You could describe it like this. It's been claimed Vegas was built partially on the wisdom of the crowd, the idea of the wisdom of the crowd, and partially on the law of large numbers. Now, the law of large numbers part of that can be shown that they used it. Um, but the wisdom of the crowd goes like this. And this is such a baby version compared to what can be done with data, uh, digital data. The wisdom of the crowd has a mason jar with a whole bunch of gumballs. And so they get all these people to guess how many gumballs are there and they write down each guess. And some of them are wild. Like some people say, oh, there's 10,000 when there's clearly not 10,000. And some people say there's five when there's clearly not five. 
but as a conglomerate, once mm-hmm. you get up to a few hundred, you're within a certain percentage of the correct number. Yep. If you ask enough people how many gumballs, you'd be right on the money. How does that happen? And that's just a natural um, grabbing passersby. How many gumballs do you think are here? The law of, law of large numbers you'd have to look up. But what the data does is so far beyond that. And as the computing power went up and supposedly AI, which I have been told will be running the Internet by 2025. I don't know if that's true, but I covered the first book, first good book on AI. They were trying to teach a computer how to beat checkers, which they did. Then they were trying to beat a chess master, which took some doing but they finally did. Then they went for the big boy. It's a Chinese game called Go. From the opening move, the number of moves is like incredible compared to chess. And they tried and tried and tried. They couldn't get a computer to beat Go. So what they finally did is they created AI, took the people out of the equation and told the AI it could create its own new AI every time it couldn't solve a problem. They beat the game Go in 72 hours. Uh-huh. That's a ref- that's a reflection of what can be done with this data now. But you see, the thing about the data is it will give them information that is seemingly has like, uh, do no one here knows when they're going to die, where they're going to die, or what they're going to die of it. The people who have collected all your life's data can probably derive those things. Damn. That's how powerful the data oh, is. And it also does another thing because it kind of bean counts you that we know all these things about you. So that puts you in this group that we've given a name of people, this type of people. Um, And that is also how the censorship works. Everybody thinks, and it is partially what you say. If you go screaming COVID, yeah, the bots are going to catch you, probably take your stuff down. But if you speak honestly and carefully, what's actually going to get you is the AI will figure out it doesn't really like, that's why I use my episode images, by the way. Usually my episode images are a puzzle that say things I know AI can't figure out. By the way, cursive writing does that too. AI has a hell of a time with cursive writing. Is that why they're they're, getting rid of it? Yes, it's exactly why they're getting rid of it. But the main point here is the people that come to comment on your content they're the ones that do you in because they know what groups those people are in. And those people don't give a damn about you and will run their mouth and their typing fingers any which way to Sunday because they're just commenting and they don't, you know, it's very easy for them to censor anything now. Well, you know, it's like, it's so funny. I see people comment all the time. It's like this comments for the algorithm, you know, and you, they know what they're doing. I mean, it's super interesting. Someone was saying they're not teaching a uh, cursive in grade school, so they can't read the constitution and shit like that. Maybe. I mean, that, that's just a pleasant side effect, right? I mean, now I got to teach my daughter's cursive. I'm going to go whatever school they go to. I go, are you teaching cursive? <laughs> I mean, have you seen my cursive? I can barely read it. You ever go back yeah. and you go, what did I oh, write yeah. there? And oh, I just yeah. wrote it. That's probably why it's hard to decipher. It's because everybody does it a little different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my cursive is so fucking much of a puzzle, I don't even get it. Okay. <laughs> it's like decrypting something from everybody. Yeah, it's everybody, so encrypted, but. I don't even get it. So um, I'm all into alchemy. I'm all into spirituality. I'm all into that. I want to ask you about brown gas. Tell me brown. Is it brown's gas? Yeah. Tell um, me about it. I, I can blow your mind. Um, I We're met George Wiseman, who makes the aqua cure machine. 
Um, and what the aqua cure machine does is it creates browns gas. And by the way, there's a whole group of haters out there who want to claim that it's poison and it's killing people. Here's my firsthand experience. My mother, who passed away recently, had dementia, and it was severe at the end. One day when the Browns gas machine came, because um, George gave me one, I set it up. I got it all going, and she was in a stupor. She couldn't make eye contact. She couldn't respond. She couldn't speak. I put the Browns gas device on her. Within 15 minutes, she was speaking. Now, I'm not trying to tell you that this is the magic bullet. It is not. My mother passed away of dementia. Um, and at some times, I couldn't give her the Browns gas because her brain would function well enough to let her know she was miserable. And then that would make her agitated. But I noticed my hair is getting darker. My wife noticed that. I didn't. Um, the white was coming out of my hair. There's, there's endless things that have been said. And I accept them. It's kind of a magical thing. I think if you're if you have a cold or a flu, you probably don't want to do it because it will double down and express that hardcore. I think if you have teeth trouble, I might avoid it. But as a legitimate beneficial tool towards well-being, I can't imagine a reason in the world why the hospitals. As a matter of fact, they're trying to get it into a. Uh, a peer-reviewed hospital situation in, in London, I think. It's amazing what it does. It's just simply amazing. And how do I get Brown's gas? So uh, it, the, the devices aren't cheap, but on my website under every episode, I have like these little images of the products that I've used that I think are important. And if you go to my site and click on one of those images in the free area or in the member area, it'll get you 500 bucks off a of Brown's gas device. That's the deal I made with George. <clears throat> and what does it do? I mean, it's it's OK. So they have hydrogen devices. Brown's gas is a little different. You can look up online and George described it to me. You're basically breathing Brown's gas, which is hydrogen with in the middle of the hydrogen, there's this whole complicated thing that has to do with ions and oxygen. Um, but Brown's gas is different from the hydrogen. People called and tried to defame George. And so I took it serious and I tried to follow every, there was nothing to it. They're just haters out there hating. But during the course of that, they were claiming these hydrogen machines like uh, one from Japan. So I had to spend over two grand to vet George's machine. I buy this hydrogen Thing from Japan. And sure, it's great, but it ain't even in the same ballpark. It's not the same volume of gas. It does not give you the sense of well-being, but you could go. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll tell you right now. I'll give you the numbers where we had George Wiseman on, and you can catch you the first hour, log in, catch the full show. If you want a login, just email me, and I'll create you a login. The first one was 365. That's the episode number on Crow 777 Radio. Hydrogen, Brown's Gas, The Real Elemental Deal. That's the title. I'm making a joke because hydrogen is one of the four philosophical elements. The second one is episode 382, titled Hydrogen and Brown's Gas, Authentic and Real. If you listen to those two episodes, um, you'll know it, it will answer most of the questions that I think you might ask about it. Damn, dude. And we can buy those off your website. Well, I link you through as, as a person who finds value in it. Yeah, show me. Go, go, to, go to Crow 777 Radio. I'll just show you so everyone could see it. C-R-R-O-W. Good luck. 
Good luck with that. There we go. You get it. All right. Go to free podcast. Okay. That's fine. Go to the free episodes. So these are all the first free hours. Now scroll down. Scroll. Oh, you got to pick an episode. I'm sorry. Pick, pick an episode. Click on one of these. There you go. All right. Scroll down. And you see all those images? Stop. See the guy's face in the middle, George yeah. Wiseman? Yeah. If you if you click that link, it'll take you there, and it'll also get you. Oh, um, So that would be just under two grand with the with the, the link agreement that I made him with him. He took five hundred bucks off anyone who came from my site to get a machine. And what's your promo code? Um, I don't think. Hold on. Let me look. I don't. I don't think we have one, but let me just double check. It's too much to keep track of. All right, you can send it to me. I'll put it in there. I'll put it in there, dude. For Hold sure. on, let me see if there's a promo. Okay, the the discount use code is C R O W one R C R O W underscore seven seven seven. That's the twenty percent discount code. All right, man. We're gonna put that link in the in the. It's the real deal, guys. But again, if you're sick with the flu or a cold, probably lay off, or you got dental problems probably lay off and that's just my best guess from what i've experienced in my in my household but um it's almost george thinks he's going to live to be 130 and you want to know something common sense wants me to call poppycock but i just can't he's sitting on that machine hours every day his libido came back his hair changed color there's all these stories that's that's nothing here's the real mind blower so my mother um, got a diagnosed melanoma on top of her head and it was about the size of a 50 cent piece. It was black. The skin was black. And on top of the black skin was this bizarre, smooth, scabby looking thing with like little horns on it. Now I'm going to blow your mind. I took a shower cap and I trapped the Brown's gas underneath it in on her head for an hour, 10 times. 10, 10 hours each day. At the end of each hour, I took the shower cap off. I took a sterile gauze and I soaked it in the Brown's gas charged water or the one you can drink from. And by the way, if you drink that, it, your body just feels like it needs it. I took that and I put the wet gauze on top of the melanoma. After 10 hours, 10 days of doing this, she was in the shower. She I was in there helping the nurse give her a shower and she's, she like itched her head and I saw it lifted up and I'm like, Oh my God, this is going to be horrible. We're going to the doctor. They're going to have to, and I saw there's no blood. So I grabbed some tweezers and some gloves and I lifted it up. There was no blood. So I grabbed some scissors and I cut the hair away and the whole freaking melanoma lifted off her head. Gone. There was pink skin underneath. I'm not even kidding you. Jesus. Should I get one it's, for the studio, guys? Where we just huff brown gas mean, all day and mean, feel like a million dollars? I feel like I've been huffing brown gas in here for a while after I'll you eat it. lunch, you know? It's, That's you know, rude. and if you, if, if, you, if you email George, he'll answer you too. But the other thing you should know is hydrogen or just like, there's a percentage thing that you, I put it at 100% with my mom under the shower cap. But when you're at 100%, you need to be pretty sure you're not, lighting candles or cigarettes or anything that 
I don't know how real the danger is, but it could be flammable. But most of the time you're breathing at around 27 to 30 percent based on your body weight and lung volume. There's a little chart in the book he gives you that tells you. Um, so it'd probably for you, I'm guessing me and you ain't that different. You're between 27 and 30 percent. I don't think that's flammable at that mixture. Me and John would be fighting for that machine. Yeah, definitely. Johnny would move in here huffing it all day with his fake girlfriend. Get one if you like it. Get two or yeah. three. Yeah, I'll get you a couple of them. That'll be your Christmas gift. Uh, uh, Anyhow, melanoma, guys, that's firsthand. I'm not telling you a tale that someone told me. I lived this. I witnessed this. And I still it still blows my mind when I think about what I saw after 10 days. The world's a very interesting place, right? I mean, we want to trust science, but the more and more I study it, the less and less I uh, trust it. <laughs> they uh, blinded me with science. Well, we just need a new science is what we need. You know, we need a science with straight shooters and people with open minds. We, it's called well, alchemy. Well, yeah. So well, right now, is, yeah. we are in our weak men make hard times. And there you go. The truth of the matter is this, is that, People in the, I mean, look at France, look at like a lot of these uh, far Eastern countries, not China, not, not China, but you know, Vietnam, all like their, their margin for error, error is so thin that if anything goes out of whack, they overthrow the government all the time. They just overthrow it. And what's happening here is, and I'm not, just for all the CIA and FBI people <laughs> listening today, I am not saying overthrow anything. That is not what I'm saying at all. But what, what I see is that a, a country of people who are very content with what they have and don't want to fuck anything up. And, what they, what, and that they keep hoping that the powers that be will come to their senses and like go back to what it was. And that's what I believe. And I think these are all in moments. I have more faith in humanity than many do. I don't think these, uh, these masters of mankind are bigger than the universe or anything like that. That's my humble opinion. Okay. Um, everything we know is fake, you know, uh, our, our understanding, and this is where Johnny gets uncomfortable, but our understanding of space uh, everything is consensus on science. Like, you know, when they tell me what they know, a star 90 million light years away is doing <laughs> is so fucking. Re and we just hear these numbers and we're just like, well, why would this guy lie to me? No, I don't. I, I believe that. Check dude. your common sense at the door. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, there's this thing they released the other day. They said it, it's the sound of a black hole. Oh, yeah. And, and, and it, it's truly meaningless because what they've done is converted the, you know, these supposed uh, waveforms that they've, you know, taken in and then made that sound. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like an interpretation of it. Those sounds are about as real as Paris Hilton DJing, right? Yeah, I mean, we all know that didn't happen. It's, it's, not it's, it's just a, it's a, it's, it's a PR campaign basically to keep that agency funded you, See, all that shit that they release what, what, if they, what if they started off like that like all the neil degrasse documentaries i honestly thought those were all real pictures when they were cgi but it doesn't start off with like hey these are not real pictures like like anybody well, like says, those videos were like zooming through jupiter and shit yeah like, that. like not that i knew they were <laughs> no not that i knew they were real but I, I i didn't know that it was straight cgi as a kid you're watching these as a kid they're right, teaching you as a because they the, don't care yeah. at that point because all 
the whole thing is I forget what to say the saying the exact saying is or who, who said it, but it's along the lines of if you lie to people for like six months straight, really hard, right? They'll believe it so much that when given the truth, they'll fight you tooth and nail. So everything is about getting to your kids as early as possible. Like on Sesame Street, it's all about dinosaurs and about space. All Eddie talks about all the time. Bam, bam, banging you with space, banging you with space, banging you with space. So that even when given the, 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 you know, that these might be CGI or even the fine print that might say that, it doesn't register with you because it doesn't fit into your cognitive dissonance of what you believe really is happening. Am I wrong, Crow? No, it creates another thing that I would point out. And everybody knows this because they remember the first time in school they talked about computers. Computers teaches us why they're telling the lies you just pointed out. Bad information in, bad information out. With a computer, if you put crappy data in, guess what? Whatever comes out the other side is crappy data. So what they've in essence done is they've created millions of lives that are based in error. And if you're foundationally based in error, then every decision you make in your entire life will come from a place in error. As an example, do you live on a spinning ball? Do you live on a stationary realm? Where is it that you live? How many continents are there in this place? Have we seen them all? Do we even know the shapes of them? Just the fact that I'm asking this, and I know that it's causing division out there because some will defend one side, some the other, some will say, I don't know. Think about what that means. If you do not know where you exist, how in the hell can you know where you can go or make a solid decision that's not based in error? So think, think about the lies of dinosaurs. It gets you to believe in fantastic things that have no reality. Uh, it's a bit like nuclear weapons, which we've spent a lot of time proving is nonsense. Johnny? What? Do you believe in nuclear bombs? I, I don't. I mean, I, I don't think it's even relevant. I don't believe in nuclear bombs. I want to talk about the moon. I, I mean, if they don't have them, they have. They certainly have things that are. Uh, they go ad, kaboom, yeah. Uh, enough uh, destructive enough to make it irrelevant whether they have them or not. You know well, the reason it isn't it is relevant is because they use it as, you know. I don't doubt that they could destroy the world. I don't doubt that at all. That they could destroy life on this planet. So what I guess about the, the creator part? of this world isn't as powerful as we thought because some jackass with a red button can undo God's creation with a button push. That's my whole thing, and I also well, I mean, we're, are, why would we be charged with protecting the planet if if it wasn't possible that it could be destroyed? The, the creation could be destroyed. I, you're right. I'll offer one one piece of logic because each of us has to do our own due diligence. There has never been a time in the history of knowing. When plants, animals, human beings, and drinkable water existed in Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Just think about what that means. <laughs> I got it. What does that mean? It means that the half-life that I was told as a child that destroyed it was a, it was a hundred it was a thousand years or something, yeah, or a hundred thousand exactly. years. And now, now they're peddling it back to ten thousand. That's the half-life. So they destroyed this place. We gotta wait thousands you know yeah. many many millennia well it's poppycock it's yeah. provable poppycock. i totally agree with that dude 
Fukushima. They didn't give a fuck. They didn't even wait fucking three years. They yeah, were like, up, you had people debunking that, that by the the water, it would like the the water wasn't destroyed. You had that guy that was eating uranium. There's just all this stuff. And it's like Windsor, Galen Windsor. There yeah, was a clip that. right after Fukushima of a Japanese man in flip-flops, shorts, and a t-shirt that walked up to Fukushima, went to the barrier, set his camera down walked all the way in and time-lapsed the clip. He was in there for like, I don't know, 45 minutes walking all around. And at the end of it, he walks back up to the camera and shrugs his shoulders. That clip lasted online for about three days before they yanked that down. Some dude cruising Fukushima to show you that it was basically a land grab, which is what Chernobyl was. How about Anthony frickin' Bourdain goes there to have his little Bourdain show with an x-ray badge on. We'll be fine if we're out of here in two hours. And meanwhile, they're telling you the wildlife and trees and plants have never flourished like this before because all the people are gone. Sorry, nuclear weapons, as you have informed us, destroy cells. Bikini Apetal, don't get me started, Project Crossroads. That's an alchemical ripoff from the mercurial mercury sign. That's why they did it. Um, it. It helps plant the fear so they can do their black magic. Everyone's afraid of a nuke. Yeah, I totally, and these all these countries that don't have the nuke are scared to play ball. Even when they said they were shelling Yemen with nuclear bombs, like tiny mini bombs. I'm like, what? Like North Korea having it. Yeah, like North Korea that can't feed anybody, can't get a rocket off the, the, the ground, suddenly has nuclear capabilities. Well, I was getting to my well, we've got We've got a really good ambassador for North Korea, though, right? Dennis Rodman, so everybody knows <laughs> we're talking about. This is serious business we're talking here. I, yeah, I went over there and talked to him. You know, uh, the moon. The moon is very interesting. What do you guys say about the moon? We've had you on before. You've had... Uh, what you've showed us videos of what looks, I don't know how to describe it, but ripples in the moon. The, the lunar water. wave. I had forgotten. Yeah. Yeah, we did. That was a great one. Yeah. I mean, it's super interesting. I think the moon could be an energy collector. Uh, I think Pac-Man is about the moon. I think it's uh, the moon chases down ghosts, which are spirits, and then the spirits get reborn. I think that's about the moon. I think everything going on in the space is... I'm, I'm curious about your Pac-Man thing. Now, do you think that... I mean, we know a little bit about the people who made Pac-Man. Now, are you saying that they that was on like a government commission, or it was just it's an artistic sort of thing that just happens to exist? Well, I don't know if it's government or artistic, but I think when you... Take a look at what Pac-Man looks like. But what's like. the significance of that? Is what I'm, I mean, is that meant to like is to slip us like the answer? Is That's that what you're what saying? I think. Okay, I got you. I think I think Donkey Kong uh, and the whole Super Mario franchise is about an awakening. The mushrooms, yeah. The guy starts off with a job. His whole job is to try not to get this guy to drop dick on his girl. If he works hard enough and everything works great, then he gets a promotion. Now he's got a job and he's going around and all of a sudden he eats a mushroom and then he's in Super Mario Kart and he realizes he can do whatever he wants to whenever he wants to. And that is the story of, of the spiritual journey. People throwing fucking turtles, tortoise you know shells at him. I mean, I'm going to say something right now. Super Mario is the, real, the original Neo from the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Plumber Neo. Plumber Neo. <laughs> 
<laughs> Italian plumber Neil. A plumber Neil. Why did a bunch of Japanese dude use a plumber guy? It's, it's those racist Japanese people. <laughs> My God. Right. So, <laughs> so let's get into some uh, Gelvic cell and battery theory. Talk to me. Talk to me. Rose talked about galvanic cells and battery operation. Actually, I was getting ready to, to do, do tell the me moon that. thing. Do I'm the not moon even thing. sure why she did the galvanic cell. Um, why, Rose? I, I why? Guess I kinda, but uh, think about this. If I asked you, is the, is the Earth a living organism? I think it is. Huh? Dude, does everybody agree? Do you guys think yeah, it is? I'd say it's living. I, I right. think on the so, show, yeah, but maybe the rest of the world, no. So... Check this out. If you look at the human body, um, it's made up of so many things that aren't human. You know, it's almost like there's more things that couldn't be classified as human that make our body. And you, we have all just agreed here because I agree with it too, that the earth, be it round or flat or something else is a living organism. So how is it that we look up at all those other luminaries and don't recognize that they too are luminaries in consciousness and alive? I, I so, think it's super interesting. So, like yeah. Mars is alive. Why not? It's a consciousness. It's a yeah. luminary. Yeah, yeah. Damn, I've never thought about it like that. I mean, it's Mother dude, Nature. We call it Mother Nature. It's, it's a, exactly space is way more, whatever it is. Do you call it space, Crow? Are you? Uh, does I check this out. So there was a guy. I I won't say his name. He got so beat to shit. He was an engineer, such a brilliant man. He got married and got offline, almost lost his job for saying what I said on the same day. We didn't know we were going to do it. So I finally couldn't get any further with my telescope. And I wanted to be able to say something about space. And I was thinking, I think it would be better described as a liquid or water. So this is what I did. I said, I got to think of a way that doesn't involve my scope. And I said, I know what I'll do. I'll choose some language that went out over the whole world that's about space and see if I can find nautical language. So I chose the JFK speech. We're going to the moon and it opens, you know, we set sail on this new ocean in the sea of, you know, and it's just all nautical language. So I put up a clip that I, that says, I suspect space would be better described as a liquid. Well, this engineer who was a, way more brilliant than I'll ever be. He used science and the thermosphere and all these other things to do the exact same thing on the exact same day. And he put up a clip unbeknownst me to him and vice versa. So what I suspect is true is that in the opening of Genesis, you're being told a true thing. The firmament, you know, the idea of a firmament or separating the waters from the waters, by the way, Werner von fricking Braun, who came on Disney every Sunday night to tell us what was next in fake space um, on his headstone. Mm -hmm. He's got one Psalm and he told us the truth. The one time Werner told us the truth is on his headstone. Totally it's agree, it's Psalm 19 one. Of course that's a nine 11 encode, but it basically says uh, the firmament showeth the handiwork of God. So which way is it Werner? Did you go to the moon with your fancy rockets or is there a firmament? It's very interesting. Cause we have people, uh, who are both biblical in their beliefs, yet cannot come to grips with that the Van Allen belt is just a rewrite, is a renaming of the firmament. I, and they can't come to grips with that. And they are, they, I mean, we've had multiple guests on here who I respect and are thankful they come on the show. Uh, everybody I have on the show, I'm, for the, there's maybe two people that we have had on that I would never have on again. Uh, but, 
you know, I respect everybody, and they've come on as Christians, and their discussion was quite Christian, and the Bible, but when you ask them, can the can the Van Allen belt be the firmament? They have a visceral reaction to that. They shut down very quickly, or they just completely just naysay, nah, 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 that's just stupid talk. <laughs> I don't understand how that's possible. Keep your chocolate out of my peanut butter. You yeah, know, you yeah. Don't put your science near my Bible or vice versa. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy, right? That's yeah. just crazy. And to me, you know, what, it's so funny because, you know, we're, we're, we're six years. We, okay, this started in 2017. I know 2016 or 2017. I, I can't remember. Six. six oh, yeah, because we did the uh, 500. Yeah, yeah, so it's 2006. And uh, I've learned a lot along, a lot along the way. And one thing I've learned is when they show you pictures of space, they tend to be these CGI things. And so when you, you look at actual telescopes and through that, it's never a clear picture, ever. Like the Crow's Law of HD. Don't forget Crow's Law of when HD. When have you looked through a good telescope, though, Ooh. ever? I, Johnny, like I've never looked at a telescope. No, in a good, like a really good high-end telescope. Because they're not taking pictures with the fucking Sony that you get down at Walmart. Yeah, but th uh, we're talking official pictures here, Johnny. Like his, I mean, the photos that Crow showed of the moon were beautiful. Right, right. But my but that's point, the moon, my, though, that we were talking but my about. My point is, is that it's never that's like the way they show Saturn, right? Saturn isn't like a perfect ball with this perfect ring around it. It's always glistening. It Am looks I wrong? Something like that. Yeah, that's, how, that's the best thing you get. See, to me, that Wait, looks you, like that looks like that's not Saturn. No, I said that's the best you get from. But a telescope. these are the pictures but that there you are get. better images of Saturn. Look up actual photos of Saturn. Look, teles telescopic images of Saturn. Am I wrong, images. Crow? Everything you see from the space agencies, you know, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you an example if you like want to see the difference. Well, no, that's all fake. That's all fake. That's not fake. That's fake. Those no, are all on, fake. Look at that one. It's, and and you shape, type in act. You, the the shape is not fake, but the color and all the who you know, all the tupla is all fake. See, as a kid, you type in Sa like Saturn that ring actual, is real, yeah, like you, that. But the thing is, say you're a kid and you type in Saturn actual telescope images, and you get this, and you don't understand that you're getting honey dick. So you're like, no, 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 dude, I saw this picture, and that's how I would sit here and be right, like, no, dude, right. I typed it on Google, and this is what they showed me. Am I wrong on that? Oh, that that, that ring Wait, is look real. Look at these right here. These are the, the ring. The shape is correct, like this is but all the see. fancy color and all this other stuff is made in a computer. See the one to the left, the first one to the left, that comes close to what you see through a telescope. Yep, the one you got highlighted that comes close to what you really? see with, with a big scope. Like a real I mean, high you're, you're not gonna, you're gonna get eight inches or above to get a view like this. Are we probably. talking about? I can't get in there. I only got six inches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are we talking like something like? This or more? Like we typed, we typed in the other. No, one. I mean we're talking high-end telescopes here. Like, like more than this, you can't buy it. Is what I'm trying to say. You well, have to be the elite yeah, to buy this. That's, that's, that's a 14-inch scope. With an eight-inch scope, you could get similar views. If you had an eyepiece, you could probably get a slightly better view. But you remove the eyepiece to film. 14 inches is a pretty damn big scope. Um, I did all the work I did with an eight and eleven. By the way, I during the pandemic, we almost got a 22-inch observatory class scope that was going to be set up permanently, but the pandemic ruined that, too. Oh, that, that's an 11 that's right there. I guess that would work. He has yeah, an 8-9, so 
There's eight, eight, eight and eleven. You can rent I, I them used too. To, yeah. So let me them. ask you. So the so Saturn is a ball like that. It is. I don't. You know, to to call it a. It, you can see it rotate. You can see what looks to be moons and the shadows of moons cover the face of Jupiter and Saturn. Um, you can see the red dot and the stripes on Saturn seem to rotate around the edge, um, but it's misleading to say. It's misleading for me to try to uh, dedicate a shape beyond what you see. You see a round thing with a ring around it, and you do see the ring around it. When you look at Jupiter, you, you see four moons. There's a hell of a lot more moons, but the four brightest moons you can see. And if you stick around long enough, you'll see the shadow go across the face of Jupiter, and you'll see them, the, uh, the little ball that they're calling a moon, follow it. So I was wrong. Well, if you looked up a galaxy right now, if you look up, show me a galaxy, that's case in point. When you look through a telescope at a galaxy, it looks like a fuzzy gray and whitish little dot in the shape of the fancy galaxy they're going to show you. What they do, and I've done it, is, let's see, scroll down a little bit. Okay, see, stop. See the one right in the middle, Andromeda there? Click on Andromeda. No, All the, the way to the, the left. Yeah, the yellow one. The yellow one. Oh, yeah, right there. Uh, uh, nope, nope. Up up to the left. In the top. Nope. See the top. pink one up in the left corner? Yeah. This yeah. one? Right below it. Right yeah. below it. <laughs> Not that one, though. Right there. there there it is. There's Andromeda. That's supposedly the biggest and closest. Now, if you look around, as a matter of fact, right up in the upper left is what you see through a telescope. Go right above it to the left. There's Andromeda again below. Nope, wrong one. Below it. Below it. Right. That's the one uh, below, right? I'm just confused. Yeah, she does that. Go to Andromeda again and this go right. right a, click on it. Now, now click again right there. No, right where you were, right above Andromeda to the left, right there. Nope, down. 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 Over. That one? Just do this. Yeah. You see <laughs> which one? Are, do you guys know which one I'm talking you're, about? You're God. Get yeah, out of here. Just, no, just do this. You see all the galaxy views. Now yeah. put in uh, a galaxy through a telescope. Well, they're liars. Keep going. Keep going down. Okay, now right in the middle, right there, that yeah. dim dot. Click on it. That's what you see through a telescope. Now, if I took a hundred pictures of that and stacked them, the shape starts to come through that they're being showing you. But all that color, that's just processing how someone processed it. They picked a palette, but that little fuzzy spot is what you see through a scope. They used to call them nebula, not galaxies, by the way. Hmm. So the difference between what you see with your eye and what you see once you process images is night and day. But the shape of the processed images is there. All that color, that's been assigned. Hey, 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 Crow, when you talk about stacking images like that now, is that, would you call that reality when you do that? I mean, is that, is that true? Is that, is that being honest with the image when you do that? Well, it, it is in one way and it's not in another. If you want, what does my eye see, then it's not honest. And the thing is, your eye doesn't collect light. The light hits it, then the next light hits it, then the next photon. What they're doing is trapping the light for that moment. And then they're doing it a bunch of times and collapsing it all together. So it's not it's not an image based on nothing. It's just a lot of images trapping a lot of light 
so that you can see more than you can with your eyes. Okay. If I explain that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand perfectly. Thank you. It's so interesting, dude. It's so interesting. So it what, is, man. Everyone needs to get all sky clocky and get jiggy with it or whatever kids are doing these days. Need to get back <laughs> to looking up and comprehending. What's the barrier for entry other than price to this? Is it a steep learning curve uh, to, to get into? No, let me tell you something, man. I had a United States made eight inch mead. I had to align to three stars. I had to know the names, go find them to get it tracking. Now, my 11-inch scope, I pointed at something, tell it what it is, and say, track the sky. And it figures it out. It's all, wow. as long as your scope is level, you can have a go-to menu. Go to this. Go to that. You don't have to do jack. That's cool, man. We might have to do this. We might have to do this. I might have to get a telescope. How can you not, man? Knowing what you know about the heavens, how can you not? Yeah, I got to look at this for myself. Enough of that. I, I'll blow your mind. So if you go back to the old secret societies that dumped all this information on us at the end of the 1800s, all the ones that were similar to Rosicrucianism, old Rosicrucianism, not what it is now, would tell you that from here to the moon is the spiritual hierarchy of angels. From the moon to what we call Venus is the spiritual hierarchy of archangels. From what we call Venus to what we call Mercury, those are probably reversed, is the spiritual hierarchy of archai. Now, from what we call Mercury to the sun is the spiritual hierarchy of the powers of the sun. And that whole conglomeration puts Earth at its center. Now, as we go out towards Mars in this much bigger what we would think of as orbits is the spiritual hierarchy of the mites of Mars. And now the center of this bigger thing I'm explaining becomes the sun. Beyond that is the dominions of Jupiter. Beyond that is the thrones of Saturn. Beyond that is the lofty cherubim and seraphim idea. And then the Godhead, which surrounds, imbues and creates it all, directs it all. That's what they were dumping at the end of the 1800s. And they were saying we got to talk about this now. We've been hiding it from you because some bad stuff's coming. <laughs> and, and I would ask, well, why didn't you tell? If that's true, why didn't you tell everyone a lot earlier? Maybe we wouldn't be doing 2020 right now. Oh, my God. Oh. I know. It's a lot. It's, it is a lot. So I want to get into something with you because it's one of my, one of my favorite discussions, which is uh, Count St. Germain. And uh, so the original or the descendant? Well, tell me both. What, tell me about what, what we're talking about here. Have you heard his voice? I have not heard his voice. We did an episode with my good friend Maverick Matthews and uh, everyone really enjoyed it. And it's always been something very interesting. So Somebody right now get Crow Triple Seven Radio up. Just click on the Saint Germain and let Sam hear his voice. It's gonna be like blah blah. I'm just gonna ask you a simple question. It's 404. <laughs> it's three episodes back. Go to the free episodes. Um, the episode is 404. I'm gonna ask you a simple question. Did it make you feel better? Oh no. 404. That's three. There it is. Play that's the freebie. It? That's it? Yeah. yeah. Click into the middle somewhere. Did he call into your show? I put a call out for anyone who knew of alchemy. Course we and let it arise. Just as the French Revolution, uh, everyone was asleep at the switch. We were all doing our own thing. 
uh, spirituality is like democracy. It's participatory government. Spirituality is a participatory world. I, I guess I would add a little more to that. That's, and, and, I mean, I agree with you. So 100%. anyhow, Sam's heard his voice. Did it make you feel better? Did you feel calmer having heard that voice or better in any way? I did. I, yeah. I got about a thousand emails after the first time I had him on that said just listening to his voice made me feel better. You've got to realize I did an episode. I said it has been written that when you're ready for a teacher, a teacher will become available to you. And I said on the air, I don't have a teacher. I must not be ready. And I said, but if there's anyone out there who is a true alchemist, I'd love to hear from you. And the descendant of Count de St. Germain contacted me. And the first time I heard his voice, I instantaneously knew that he's not bullshit and that he's not a bad hearted person. I'm a very good judge of people in that way. Very rarely am I wrong um, unless they're an extremely good actor. And he has since done things that I know firsthand that I can't talk about on the air, but they are things that I didn't even know were freaking possible. And I'll tell you another thing, just to kind of skirt. When I was in the Marine Corps, I was given in the neighborhood of 20 inoculations. Okay? Yes. Now, let me say, this man has never laid eyes on me or touched me. And what he did, I didn't even think was possible. That's really all I can say right now. Oh, come on, man. I can't. I can't. I can't. I've got an agreement with him Respect. that maybe we can broach this. But the problem is, is if people people listening are suffering and they perceive that there's maybe an answer, it's a pretty shitty thing to do to flaunt that in their face. I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. Wow. Wow. Dude, well, we're we're well, going to well, get people hitting us up. Be like, what did he tell oh, you yeah, after? Because they're going to assume he's going to drop this. Yeah. The beans later. What what was the biggest takeaway you got from it? From meeting with him? That people who have a good heart, whether they were born royal or not, because that's another problem in our world. If someone was high born, they're instantly hated. What they should be judged on is whether they have a good heart. Fortune hates everything about the pandemic and what's being done to people. He's a healer at a level that I I didn't even think it was possible. And we're talking spagyrics. That's alchemy of the plant world. He made some stuff out of some plants. Um, but what I have learned from him is to be educated at the level he was ed- educated puts him in a different realm of being here. He speaks, I don't know, I don't even know, Italian, English, Latin, Greek, German. I I don't even know how many there are. He read the classics. He was taught in the way that the old aristocracy used to get taught. Um, And every time I speak with him, I learn something new, which is a lot. I speak with him regularly. Like as an example, we got to have this guy on. Um, I'm here. I don't know if he would, but I'm going to give you guys an example. <laughs> I, I could ask him. No, I'm, it's I'm all not, good, dude. You, that's I could totally ask him. fine, dude. We're, so we're I'm cool. going to say a word, and you guys tell me if you've ever heard of it, okay? All right. Maybe they can come on together. No, Post- hey, Johnny, be nice. That'd be great. If it happens, it happens. <laughs> Bostrophodon. Has anyone ever heard of Bostrophodon? Bostrophodon. Never heard of it. No, him. what is that? 
B-O-U-S-T-R-O-P-H-E-D-E-O-N. So I'm talking with Fortune, Fortune de Saint Germain about cuneiform, and I'm bagging on what's the dude's name who did the whole Anunnaki thing. Um, he wrote all the books. Anyhow, I'm bagging on the dude because he's full of crap and it's provable. Oh, and, you're t- talking about uh, Matt, uh, the ancient aliens guy. No, no. The guy who wrote about the Anunnaki from Cuneo, he claims he read Cuneiform. I can't remember his name, but anyhow, he wrote all these books and I wasted some portion of my life reading 12 of his books before common sense came to me. And I realized, anyhow, I'm talking with fortune about this because this dude knows history or things that we've never heard of, like stuff about Atlantis, things you've never heard anyone speak about. And he goes, well, there was also Bistrophodon. And I said, I've never heard of that in my life. And I read every day. I'm reading five books on any given day. What is Bostrophodon? So I look it up and it's this text where if we were going to do it in English, we would write from left to right, upside right, then turn the corner and write from right to left, upside down and backwards, then get to the other side and go from left to right, upside down or straight and upside right and that's how these scripts were written and it's just stuff like that who ever heard of such a thing I who, who knows know, anything about dude. such i'm just saying every time i talk with the dude and i'm sitting there on a search engine all the time trying to keep up um but he meant you know i i, I was literally saying on the episode before he contacted me um that i had no teacher so i must not be ready um, and here the descendant of Fortune de Saint Germain contacts me and he's he's the real deal. And when you mean he's a descendant, what do he's you the mean? oldest living male of the Saint Germain line, which would put him if I if I have figured this correctly, roughly ten generations as a nephew, but the oldest living relative of Saint Germain who inherited everything that Saint Germain owned and from his own words says he knows what Saint Germain knew, but not claiming the exalted level of the, you know, the enlightenment that St. Germain is said to have achieved. Now, what is St. Germain still with us, do you think, or is he gone? You know, I'm a common sense guy, so I don't even want to say what I'm about to say, but it's true, so I'll say it. I don't know how old Fortune is. He's got a kid that's my age, and he looks younger than I do. Which, dude, the world is just so much more interesting than they want you to know. It's like these podcast wars that are going on. Like everybody's. What, what is that though? I didn't. I don't watch the news and I don't surf the internet. What are the podcast wars? There's just wars going on between these comedy podcasts, and it's just so stupid. And I'm ego driven. It's just, yeah, it's just a bunch of ego-driven people. I I can help. I can help tell every one of those podcasts that's ego-driven fighting right now to go watch a movie called Revolver and tell them to get the European version that has the ending that matters and then think about what they're fighting about after they watch that movie. I mean, I just like, I just like, I want to know more about Saint Germain. I want to know more about all this stuff. To me, this is like the most important shit. Then I'm like, how can I instill this into my daughters so they wake up and realize? I, I, I can tell you what he would say if he was here right now. He would say, we're out of time. 
What do you mean? We are out of time. He would tell you that the reset that's on the horizon was just moved up two years because it has gone so well and nobody bothered to stand up and storm City Hall or do much of anything. And that I think it is January of 2024, the reset is supposed to be swung in and it was supposed to be another few years before the entire reset. Um, He would say things like that. So we have to be somewhere by 2024. No, I don't think I'd take it like that. He, I think I think when he talks to me, I get the sense that what I need done should have been done yesterday. Matter of fact, after I talked to him the other day, I, I had a dream about freaking D-Day of all things, you know, June 6th. And why? Why would I even have a dream? I've never thought about D-Day in my life other than it was a media spectacle and Lord knows what else might have happened there. But all we get is the Army is media coverage. Um, but that's that's on the horizon. And I start thinking about stuff like this. Um, the point is, is that this is happening. That's what he would say. This is happening and it's coming quicker than was initially intended because almost nobody did anything to push back. Oh, man. So what do we do now? Make sure you have two years of food, which I do. Damn, two years. Two years. Well, you got to figure if it is a genocide, then there's going to be a period of time where people are dropping like flies, like in Peter Dinklage's little movie, I Think We're Alone Now, or all the post-apocalyptic movies that have been in our face since roughly 2010. Um, Actually, all the way back to The Postman in the 90s with Costner. All those post-apocalyptic America movies were pre-echoing their wet dream. So you need freeze-dried food so you can get through. You need water, and you need to probably, if I had to logic it out, I'd say the worst of it's going to be a year, year and a half, two years. By then, most of the people that weren't ready will be gone. Now, now Crow, if you're, will, you be, will you be able to grow things, do you think? I mean, it, it, will nature continue? I, I'm growing things. Okay. I live in honor, and I respect the creator, and the creator made me beneficiary, and I just put in more apple trees. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. I just wanted to make sure that you weren't saying you wanted freeze-dried stuff because you there's going to be some kind of environmental disruption or something like that. What's probably going to get interrupted is goods and services. And if you logically look at everything that's been done so far, what if something didn't go so swimmingly for them? Can you imagine maybe dropping a grid or Lord knows what massive, you know, the, the events that happen now, can't be these onesies and twosies, these shootings in this county or that to scare everybody. Now it's got to go across the realm like an alien invasion. That would be if I saw an alien invasion, I would instantly start laughing because I would recognize it for what it is. The events that spur on the fear and they cast their little black magic seeds have to be across everywhere now, not just in this county or that state. Um I forgot what you asked me. Sounds like revelations. No, no I was just asking oh. if, if I just wanted to make sure we'd be like, it would be safe if you had like a farm set up. I'm thinking yes. very personally. Look at, Owen, look at Owen Benjamin. He's probably set up to do better than most people you know. Look at, you know, if there's one group of people that have almost been ill, not affected at all by this was the Amish. And we had a guy that we interviewed that always goes and gets stuff from the Amish. He's friends with him. And he asked, how come COVID didn't affect the Amish? And the, co- and the, and the Amish man looked at him and said, because we don't have TV. <laughs> that's, why, that's why COVID didn't affect them. 
That's wonderful. And they probably just got sick and didn't even know it was COVID. I got the flu. I'll just everyone just gets the down. flu every year. This is a magical one. It never goes away. And and now and now they're. I mean, they're saying now. There's no reason to think that the you know because every quote unquote virus ever it gets less virulent as it goes on. Yeah. But now they're saying well, well, there's no reason to think that's going to happen with COVID. It's going to keep getting worse. Is what they were just saying. I mean, it's just so clearly. So a, do you think this is a global thing or just a United States thing? No, they're going for the whole enchilada. Anyone who ever said the word enchilada, anyone who eats enchiladas, anyone who makes anything that makes enchiladas, every store that You're sells trouble, enchiladas, and the supply chain for all enchiladas. They're Damn. going for it all. Fuck, we're fucked. Mexicans are fucked. Yeah. Mexicans are fucked. All right, so we have a year to get ready. No, you know what? Do we? You know what I think? Do I don't make? know. That's why I'm asking you. Or am I just, might as well just call it a year, a year ago? Crystal ball. I don't have a crystal ball, so I'm ready as I could be right now. Oh. No, you know what it is? It's going to be a fake solar flare. We wouldn't be able to know if it's a solar flare or not. But they'll just fucking shot off the so grid. What, like a solar flare or like an EMP? Yeah. Because they're the same effect, right? Yeah. A- any Anything that goes international or nationwide news is propaganda and agenda to serve an end at this point. There are, Jason thinks, five corporations that own it all. I think there are two. And I think that doesn't even matter because everyone in those two corporations are in the same clubs, like the Club of Rome or the Trilateral Commission. So it's basically the same groups of people controlling everything. If you turn on a television in San Diego and right down what the local news says and at the time they say it then you went to the middle of the country did the same thing and then to the east coast you would find out that not only was the same story run the same language was run and the timing was almost verbatim yeah it's on and the weak-minded are not going to do well all right well well Oh. There's one together. more portion of this if you really want to get depressed before I got to go <laughs> deal with life on my end. Okay. But think of think of this. They told all the people who they took their product, their patented product, that's key, patented product they offered was going to tell your RNA to rewrite your DNA, right? This yeah. was already done in the 90s with Papa Bush. I think it was corn. I don't remember. It was a plant. They took their product patented technology they updated a plant so the dna was modified then they went to the supreme court who said yep you can make a claim on that now you couldn't before because that was god's dna nature made that you can't patent nature's dna but you guys modified it so now it's yours see where this goes yeah dark any we should probably talk about puppies or something for a minute yeah yeah seriously so tell us something uh, tell us something positive that uh right? saint germain said please out, something dude. encouraging saint germain said <sighs> that love and charity and good works are key you could pray every day till you were blue in the face and if you don't couple that with works then you have achieved exactly nothing um Very that's what saint germain yeah. told me and, and yeah. if you listen to the, if you listen to the episodes you'll also find out things like the twin hearts meditation um and by the way i'm still talking with him that i i want to talk about what was happened so people can know that spagyrics or the alchemy of the plant world is freaking real medicine that can do things that you have no you don't even think are possible and allopathy is just chemicals and drugs and by the way the other day i was talking with him we we're talking 
and I use Twitter just to point to my episodes and we're talking and he goes, well, how is it that every St. Germain says, how is it that everybody forgot the first rule of biology? And I said, well, what is that fortune? And he goes, everything dies in its own waste. I'm all, oh my God. I said, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, I said, you know, I'm writing that down right now and I'm putting it on Twitter. So I got a picture of a girl wearing a mask and I wrote first rule of biology, colon, everything dies in its own waste. Fortune to St. Germain. Um, <laughs> He says stuff like that all the time that it's just like the moment you hear it, it's like, how do you forget that such things? Damn, amazing. Chaos. Pure chaos. And don't do drugs, boys and girls. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, I, I might have to relapse after hearing today's episode. It's not worth it. Fortune would have something to say about that. He would say, if you, Go could, down see in a your, blaze of glory. If you could see your brain from simply smoking pot, he said you wouldn't do it. That's what he told me. Oh, poor oh, wow. XG. Damn. Poor XG is just... We don't Shish fry our brains this day. Yeah, we don't fry our brains this <laughs> how, well, how old are you, XG? 29. I'd be willing to bet that I've smoked at least a ton more dope than you will ever smoke by the time I was 30. There Why you don't go. smoke anymore? I don't take any drugs. Yeah, me neither, dude. Me neither. Me neither. Damn, what a crazy episode. Today. Of course, this, the dope he's smoking now is like rocket fuel compared to what we had back in the day. Yeah, I oh, totally yeah. agree, man. I totally level. agree, dude. It's crazy. 30-something percent THC. It's like, come on, man. Where's the seatbelt? <laughs> Yeah, no, even that's kind of like, what? what's the purpose of that? Like, I, I mean, like this weed that they're getting, is it your dad's weed? No, And not. it's causing people, I think, to become extremely bipolar. Up and down, man. I mean, you talk to these people who smoke a ton of weed. One second, they're super happy. You just say the wrong word, and they fucking flip out. I see it happen all the time, man. This what I notice is they can't be without it if they smoke all the time. And if they do stop, they can't sleep. Yep. Yep, man. I'm glad I got sober, but man, I got to figure out where I'm going to move these kids to. Like, I want to get the fuck out of LA. I don't know. You got like five options. Oh, you got to narrow it down. Maybe I just move into Chattanooga and figure it out. <laughs> but Johnny hates Chattanooga. Well, I mean, I remember the guy was on here the other day. He's like, yeah, Chattanooga, nobody goes there. My God. Yeah. Maybe that's why it's good because nobody oh, goes I mean, there. I think his suggestion was that nobody wants to go there. But that's where you all know. the water is. Pick, pick a place without a Walmart. Yeah, that's the move. What city doesn't have Walmart? Not, none, was, none in the South that I can think of. I mean, you have to get out in the, you have to get out in the country. Get real deep. It, yeah. th there's a whole conspiracy theory about that, too. Oh. That they're in the, the martial law idea. FEMA camps. That's been that's had that's had feet for that's had legs for a long time. I don't know, but last time we were at a decentralized, we went to Float Fest. Yeah. They were at a meet day two. Kind of we freaked out. It's kind of what now? Uh, what? At Float Fest, at Float Fest, uh, they were running out of food day two. That's kind of it. Kind of worries me when there's oh. no government when oh. we have no food day two. They were texting me, text telling me like, "Hey, before you come into Float Fest, can you stop by Walmart and get some food?" I'm like, "Dude, it's day <laughs> now you're spilling spilling secrets." Actually. It's day two. <laughs> well, we're talking about Walmart. I was like, I was glad there was a Walmart at that moment in time where I'm it's like, so "Yo, far. food's out." That's all right. I'll take care of you guys. We got like see John hundred head of cattle. We can take care of you for a while. Oh, your farm has a hundred head of cattle. Yeah. Damn. yeah. He does live like where we were. Yeah, as soon as shit's a fan, Johnny forgets Tim Fall hat, starts going, get the fuck off my lawn. <laughs> we got a lot of guns, too, yeah. buddy. <laughs> Believe me. 
Okay. I, I was on Owen's show yesterday. I hadn't been on a show in a long time. The biggest purveyor of unpasteurized raw milk just went under. And this morning, oh, the no. paper came here. There was a whole bunch of fields that grew all vegetables and corns and there was a stand by the side of the road that's been there longer than i've been alive it just closed its doors today and says it can no longer get skilled workers do you think we're alone now peter dinklage (laughs) oh man well i guess it's time to go into some real action everybody i haven't seen that dinklage film uh are you recommending it i can't quite tell I'm saying it's a wet dream for where they want this to go in the same way when you're in seventh grade, you you read their wet dream called Brave New World, 1984 Fahrenheit 451 and Lord of the Flies. How, how is it that all the books that were assigned to junior high and high school are their wet dream for the apocalyptic future? <laughs> you know, that's all the same. If you see a post-apocalyptic or a zombie movie, it's about you and your country. <laughs> that's that's their their hope and dream is to get there so there can be less of everybody and Lord knows robots serving their tea. I don't know. All right. Well, I tap. I tap. I'm tapping out. <laughs> you got me. I'm going to go home and cry myself to sleep. I'm going to go hug my kids and hope and pray. You know, time to start making sure I know how to shoot them guns. I own a bunch of them. All right. Crow, we love talking to you. I was just like, we got to get you on more and 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 more. Uh, so thank you for coming on. I'm going to start re- watch- listening to your show. I don't really listen to podcasts uh, because I'm running nuts, but I always love talking to you. So I-, I find you to be extremely interesting. It's a great, you're a great guest, even when you're telling us the end is near. And uh, <laughs> but I it don't was- know that for sure. Okay. All right. I don't have a crystal ball. I'm just telling you where the chips appear to be at the moment. Well, I just think there's rules of the universe and the, these guys aren't bigger than it, but maybe I'm just a fool. So maybe it'll explode under its own weight. Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened, brother. Crow seven, seven, seven. Always a pleasure to talk to you, man. Let's not go this long again. You're always welcome on. We'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely do it again soon. And thank you so much for coming on. We greatly appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. If I'm free, I'm yours. And I'd like to wish you all a happy, healthy, and higher-minded new era. Cheers. You too, brother. Guys, we'll see you in Michigan. We'll see you in Ohio. Let's let's do it. Let's rock. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. Bye. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack, Tim foil hack, Tim foil hack.